Welcome to the Dairy Brothers Guardians cast, your best podcast spot for all things Cleveland Guardians baseball. Presented by WaitingForNextYear.com. Follow Matt on Twitter at DairySpeaks and Todd at TDGuardiansKU. The Dairy Brothers Guardians cast is on the air. Man, what a week for the Cleveland Guardians. Road trip is in the books. They go 6-5 and and a game out of first place. Matt and Todd with you on the Dairy Brothers Guardians cast, Evergreen Podcast Network, WaitingForNextYear.com. Of course, our great sponsors, Dr. Ben Hornstein, the Center for Advanced Dentistry. Also, Breaking Tea t-shirts, BreakingTea.com slash dairy. And we also are sponsoring George Russell's F1 car. That's new. (laughs) I'm just kidding. Uh, Matt and Todd with you. Executive producer Jeremy. Uh, You guys are into this F1 thing, and you've been texting on the chain. It, It should be a Guardian's thread, and instead you're talking about Max, what's his name, Verstappen? Verstappen. Verstappen, come on. Max Verstappen, come on. Are you kidding? I wrote the, uh, so every week or weekend before we're about to do the pod, we throw out a, you know, a list of topics. And I snuck in there uh, in, in number six, uh, Max Verstappen coming from P10 all the way up to uh, win the, Hung- the Hungarian Grand Prix yesterday. I just wanted to see if you and the executive producer. Yeah, were we were both attention. paying attention. Yeah, of course. Well, he's, he's a, you know, he was, he, he was part of the reason I got into F1. Him and Dr. Borland and uh, Adam Wolinitz, they, they, they were all over me about oh, watching God. this F1 show. And now I'm all in. Watched that Netflix show. It was great. And now I watched my first race yesterday because now I'm up to live. And, oh, yeah. Come on. Don't, don't you know the big news this morning? Fernando Alonso leaving Alpine. Switching over to Aston Martin. Where is this going? <laughs> I thought the big news today was uh, Deshaun Watson's suspension. I guess not. We're going to keep this a Guardians thread, though. Uh, the baseball team, meantime, that we do have a baseball team in town. And, uh, you know, the the poor Guardians are coming home after a 6-5 and five road trip. Pray, played really well. No one will be talking about them today because of the Watson news. But, hey. Four games in Chicago, Todd, four in Boston, and three in Tampa. You're figuring, oh, geez. Then you throw in some injuries, uh, two bullpen games with Brian Shaw starting and Kirk McCarty, Mac, as Terry Francona referred to him yesterday, having to pitch. They win both of those. If I would have told you that Shaw and McCarty piggyback would be 2-0 and on this trip, you would have told me I was crazy. Uh, the, the most insane thing to me is that yesterday we go in and it's Brian Shaw against Shane McClanahan, who hasn't given up more than three runs in a start the, the entire season, started the All-Star game, and has been unbelievably good. And they and the Guardians, not only do they win the game, but they knock him out giving up his most earned runs for any game of this season. And, and and we never win in Tampa. It was the first – I heard it on the broadcast yesterday. First time we've won a series in Tampa since 2017. That place is that, – that dome should be blown up. It's horrible. We never play well there. And to take two of three uh, – and, and really, you know, the, the, the Saturday game was – they were in it the whole time. They made a few mistakes that cost them. But taking two of three there was very impressive to me. It was, and, uh, you know, we, we don't give them enough credit, but uh, Emmanuel Classe at the end of games is just lights out. And, you know, we talk about so many other things, and what are we going to do here, and what are we going to do there, and trade deadline, and all these things we'll get to on the show. But, man, Manny is just money in the bank. And when you have a guy at the end of the game, and, and, and this Cleveland team plays a ton of close games, this is not a, 
you know, New York Yankees type lineup where it's 12 to 1. And, I mean, this is, this is how this team has to scratch and claw. They're the youngest team in the game. I mean, yesterday it was Alex Call, Booty Call, and Ernie Clement, you know, setting the tone in the table. Austin Hedges getting on base a couple of times, which is a rarity. Come on, he had a bases loaded, uh, uh, two RBI single, Hedgy. I mean, that was uh, what uh, the fact that Kirk McCarty was the winning pitcher. The, the starting lineup, like you said, had Ernie Clement at first base, Alex Call in right field, and Hedges delivers the biggest hit against the guy who may win the Cy Young in the AL. I mean, what was going on up there in that dome yesterday? I don't know. It's it's a little crazy. And again, look, we caught some breaks. Uh, Wander Franco being out. Um, who else is out for the Rays? They got a, a bunch of guys out. They got a couple of other guys out. And... Um, you know, so a little, they're a little bit banged up. So take advantage, win the series, which they did, and now you come home. You're a game out of first place because the Twins lost yesterday, and you got three very winnable games here against a bad Arizona team that's now minus you know their left fielder because David Peralta was traded. So try to take advantage. But again, Class A Todd at the end of these games. I mean, could you make an argument he's the best closer we've ever seen this team have? I think you can. So here, here's what I'll say from a one year standpoint. And I hate giving him credit because he gagged away our World Series in 1997. But the 1995 Jose Mesa was as dominant as you can ever remember a reliever for a one-year period. I mean, he blew one save, I believe, and, and they ended up going back and winning that game in extra innings. Uh, it was against the unnamed team, if memory serves me correctly. But he, you know, he was unbelievable that year. But it's game over when Manny comes in. I mean, it, it is... I, I think it's gone under, understated, under talked about, whatever you want to say about how dominant he is. This is this was a tweet from Zach Meisel yesterday. Over the last two months, Class A's pitched 29 innings. He's given up one run on 12 hits, three walks, and 31 strikeouts. That's a 0.31 ERA, 16 for 16 in save chances. That's sick. I mean, he, sick. And and. He's he's developed now three pitches that are unhittable, so it's it's truly amazing. You get you get a lead into the ninth, and it is game over. And that's made all the difference, by the way, in this team. Um, you know, being one game out of first place here on August first, because if you had an unreliable closer, or if this was. Uh, you know the Bob Wickman or, or Joe Borowski type tightrope walker. We wouldn't be in this position that we're in today. And and they've had a hard. And let's be honest, they've had a hard time figuring out who's going to pitch in front of him. I mean, now Trevor Steffen has really stepped forward and taken that role. But it was Eli Morgan for a while. You know, ninety nine's been basically nowhere to be found until recently. But he's not really pitching in high leverage. He was using. HLS higher leverage Shaw in front of him for, for at points. You didn't know who was going to, but Big Sam has pitched in, in that role. Delo Santos has pitched in that role. So it's been a rotating cast of guys. But if somehow they can get it to the ninth with the lead, it's game over. Uh, well, the two fashion plates on the post game show, Al Pulowski and Jenny Lewis, yesterday. <laughs> What? What did I say? Um, they were talking about how the bullpen ERA on this trip was like two oh nine. And I mean that you know those are those are ballparks, U.S. Cellular or whatever they call it now, Fenway Park and and the Trop where bullpens sometimes go to die. Those are tough places to get outs. 
uh, you know, the trop with the stupid uh, turf and the, and the ceiling and all those things. Those are tough places to win. And when you win tight games, a a a seven six um, win on Wednesday um, in Boston. Uh, uh, the game yesterday was tight. The game Friday night was close. Though that's that's big time. And you mentioned Trevor Stephan and everything else. But it all comes back to you get it to the ninth. And yeah, he's going to have a hiccup or two. But man, go back to the All Star game. He blew everybody away. When was the last time he really got into some trouble? Now. Sometimes he's pitched in some extra inning games, and he's had to give up a run or two, or the runners on second base, which is, you know, another story for another day. It's still a stupid rule, but other than that, Class A's just been lights out, man. And just to have that at the end of the games is just—it's a nice breather for this team that needs it because they're young, a little bit banged up right now with Naylor and Miller out yesterday. You mentioned Ernie having to play first base; it really didn't have anybody on the bench. A cousin, yeah. cousin Steve, texting away yesterday, like, well. You know, get Fran Mill out of the lineup. Get me somebody else. Well, we had no bench yesterday. We had he one. Me the same thing. He's like, I can't believe they're putting Fran Mill out there. I said, Well, number one, they're facing a lefty, and number two, <laughs> N- Naylor, Naylor's is injured. Owen Miller is injured. What are you gonna and and, and uh, uh, yeah, what are you gonna do? I mean, it's only a four man bench, and one of them is gonna be your backup catcher. So, right. The other the only other option yesterday was Nolan Jones, and Nolan's been good. And it's been fun to watch. I love that he grew up a Red Sox fan and got to hit a home run at Fenway Park. That was fun and a, and a good part of the week. Um, but, you know, look, like I said, you, you, you're playing these AL East teams on the road. We said this, Todd. Boy, this is going to be murder. Four in Chicago, four in Boston, three in Tampa. What are we going to do with a fifth starter? No Savali. This is trouble, blah, blah, blah. They went six and five. Yesterday, yesterday they could have lost. We, we were talking yesterday morning. So if they lose, they end up five and six. It's not the end of the world. It's McClanahan against Shaw in a bullpen game, and they won. That's pretty good. That's real good. It's unbelievable. I mean, a six and five road trip in two places again where they, you know, the White Sox is. I'm, I'm taking that one out, um, but you know, in Boston and in Tampa, and you and I talked about this, you know for weeks leading up to the all-star break was this is going to be the make or break stretch. It's 11 games against the white Sox, Boston and Tampa on the road, right out of the, the all-star break. And that is either going to keep them around or it's going to completely sink them. And the fact that they were able to tread water and get through that stretch six and five is really a testament to how, how, you know, ballsy this group is. Cause as you said, it doesn't like, like we don't win many laughers. You know what I mean? Uh, the, 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 Tuesday bullpen game when McCarty won, they won eight to three. I know, but like the majority of the games they win are, you know, five to three, four to one. Uh, you know that that's that's how they're winning these games. So um, you know, it's it's great. I mean, other uh, here, it's 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 again a testament to just how tough they are. And I know Tito's in game managing leaves a lot to be desired, and people are all over him. But you cannot tell me that another manager is going to be able to have the success the way he does with this group, with this young group. I really think that there's something, there's just something with him that is is just so unbelievable in that room and makes a huge difference when the team's not as talented as other teams. No question about it. And it's very difficult in these, in these opener games with Shaw. You know, it's... He had a game plan and he didn't really share it. It sounded like, yeah, Brian's going to start. And McCarty will come in, but in both games he kind of threw a little bit of a curveball in there. I think he gave 
who did he give one inning to in Boston before McCarty? Did he go? Who did he go to? He went Wait, to in, in the in the Boston game. Yeah, it was Shaw, and then he, he gave. It was I think it was Eli Morgan. I, I think he gave Morgan one. like an inning or two, and then went to McCarty. And then yesterday it was, it was no. I'm sorry. It was it was Shaw for two and a third, and then Sandlin finished the third. That's inning. right. So he went to Sandlin, and then McCarty pitched. Right. Four. So yeah. then yesterday it's like, well, it's probably going to be Shaw and McCarty again, and he gave Karen Jack an inning, and look, yes. James got the outs. All right. Now you know the the, the screaming fit that uh, McCarty uh, uh, Karen Jack had the other day when we were losing in Boston. That was kind of funny. Screamed at Christian Vasquez. It's like, dude, we're down four to two. What are you doing? But yesterday he was good, and then he goes to McCarty. So that, that was good managing this week. And you know, with the Naylor injury right now, we'll see what that's going. You know, you, you play two games without him. Owen Miller gets hurt, like you said. He's trying to maneuver everybody in there, um, and they go six and five on the trip. So it, that was important. It was huge. Uh, the other night, moving Jimenez up in the lineup. Uh, ahead of Fran Meal, and then Andres hits the home run. I mean, that's a movie. He's, he it, to me, it's been long overdue. And I know that the lineup sometimes looks so bad at the bottom that he has to wants to he wants to balance it out with Jimenez there. But a couple of the moves that uh, Tito made, some of the buttons he pressed, uh, really worked this week. Well, I'll say this: I don't think you or I, e- either of us, thought it was a good idea to to go to McCarty. It worked. He tried it again, and it pretty much worked again. I don't know what they're going to do, and this brings us into the next topic that was on the list is with Aaron Savali remaining on the injured list, you know, the trade deadline is is tomorrow. A lot of smoke around Zach Plesak. You know, I, I don't think they're gonna trade Plesak, but until Savali comes back and I, I don't know what they're planning on doing in that fifth spot, they obviously the Connor Pilkington situation is not to their liking because they have now skipped over him twice. I mean, they could, cause he's lined up. He was lined up. He pitched in Columbus yesterday. He was lined up to start that game. They just decided to go with Sean Cardi again. And you know what? They may do that again on Friday against Houston. I don't think they should, but uh, I, I was under the impression that maybe Peyton Battenfield was going to get a shot and he didn't. Um, but that, that fifth spot, I don't, uh, what would you do in this instance with, with, you know the current state of how things are going. Well, you're gonna, I'm, are you gonna go with you're gonna pull a Costanza, go with it until it stops working with I, Sean McCarty. Or? I don't. I I think they're. I think they 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 did this uh, for two games because number one they were on the road and the travel and bringing guys up and flying guys around. And number two the trade deadline. They'll know more about what their roster really looks like come tomorrow, and then they could kind of figure out who's going to pitch on Friday. You know, I mean, right now it lines yep. up, and we'll and we'll go over the pitching matchups. But it lines up with Quantrill, McKenzie, Bieber, and Plesac the next four days. I'm with you. I don't think they're trading Zach Plesac. You've talked to some people. I've talked to some people that both say a lot of that is just rumor. And yes, Philly's looking for a back end starter, but why would the Guardians do that? You know, look, Plesac the other day again. Uh, made two huge mistakes. They were both hit out of the ballpark. You see the body language. He kind of rub gives off that 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 look of a guy that, you know, oh, he's got the tattoos and he's frustrated. I mean, it's not been a good year for him. But he's working hard and everybody within the organization is saying he's a hard worker that's trying hard. They might not have the best stuff. He wasn't dominant in the MAC when he pitched at Ball State. This is not a first-round pick. But 
he battles, and he's not getting a lot of support. It's been a frustrating year. You wonder if they give up on a young arm like that, what they're going to get back in return, and who would be ready, like you said, to step up. I mean, are they bringing up Gaddis or Cantillo or Battenfield, or do they, do they think Pilkington's better than Plesak? I'm not so sure. So I think right now what I would do is you wait it out until tomorrow. Um, I'd like to see Battenfield get a chance because the ZRA's in the threes at Columbus. He, I think he only gave up two runs on six and two-thirds the other night for the, for the Clippers. I'd like to see him get a chance. Why not? But again, I think they like that Pilkington's yeah. a left-handed pitcher, but from what we've seen of him, it's kind of a five-and-fly, and he weaves and bobs and weaves out of trouble all the time. Or they might be trading for a starter. I don't know. Well, that's another thing, and we can we'll get to that when we get to the trade uh, deadline stuff, but... It, it's if you're gonna, I mean, if you're gonna add Battenfield to the forty man, Mister Forty Man, talking Forty Man, executive producer, um, if you're gonna add him to the forty man roster, which you know, it, uh, in reading that Zach Meisel piece, it, it sounds like yeah, he's gonna be added. What's the difference if you add him now or if you add him in, in the off season? You know what I mean? So. Uh, you could, you, and I know the spots are tight, but that's why I believe they've got to make a trade. I mean, they've got to clear spots to get some of these guys on the roster, and and what better time to do it than now? You know, the 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 rotation guys, the young guys that are, have moved up into Columbus, Xavier Curry, Logan Allen, um, and then you know you got Gavin Williams, Cantillo. You know, Banfield's obviously in AAA, but all the intriguing arms, I think they never planned on using this year and they wanted them to develop in the minors, you know, uh, at least for this year and then see how it plays next year. But if Pilkington's not the answer and they don't feel great about Battenfield, then, you know, then, then what are you going to do? I just, to me, you got to see what you got. You got to pull the Battenfield card at this point and say, let's, let's see him, uh, you know, let's give him a shot. And, and again, I think, they're so tight on that 40 man roster that it, it, it worries them. And that's probably why he hasn't gotten that, uh, that shot yet. Did you see, um, the, the piece I sent you, the trade deadline piece that I sent you from Zach this morning? Uh, I don't know if you got a chance to read it or not, but I saw it. I haven't read it yet. The Sean Murphy piece, you mean? Yeah. I mean, it was about Murphy was a part of it, but basically he said, at the end of it, it's a players who will need to be added to the roster for the 40 man by late November include, and these are the Bo Naylor, Will Brennan, Xavion Curry, Peyton Battenfield, Hunter Gaddis, uh, Angel Martinez, Ethan Hankins, Joey Cantillo, and Will Benson. Okay, so of those that I just mentioned, Curry, Battenfield, Gaddis, uh, you, you know, and, and, and Cantillo right there, I mean, those are four options, um, you know, r- rotation options, but it seems to me like they're trying to not add them and make sure they stay down and continue to develop until they absolutely have to, which will be this winter. Oh, yeah, and, and they went into the season with six starters. I mean, Eli Morgan was really the sixth starter, and they figured, all right, he'll right. be our long guy, and if someone gets hurt, we'll just slot him back in. Now Eli is a bullpen arm and a weapon that they're not going to move back to the rotation, and now you're without Savali, so basically you have four, you're down to four starters, and you're just not sure. But... um it's a lot of guys and a lot of names. You mentioned Will Benson in there. I mean, Will Benson was recently moved to first base. Was it because they're dangling him in a trade and, and teams are asking to see him at first base and scout him there? Is it because Naylor's ankle and back are, you know, 
are bad and, and, and the team's concerned that it could be a long-term injury. There's so many things. This team is so, you know, they're like the Kremlin. You know, they, they, they're so quiet and, it, it, and they, don't, they don't let anything out. And, um, you know, they're in the submarine like Harbaugh. So it, you just don't know what's happening and what they're thinking. And, and right now, it sounds like the Sean Murphy stuff has serious steam to it and smoke. But my guess is the A's are asking for a Gavin Williams or a Valera, and it's like, pfft, get lost, you know? Yep. <clears throat> but when you get closer to two tomorrow at 4 o'clock, <clears throat> excuse me, or whatever the – I think it's 4 o'clock, then the, then, then the A's go, okay, fine. We won't ask for Gavin or George. How about blah, blah, and blah, blah? Then the deal gets consummated. But right now, I bet they're asking I, yeah. for one of those two, and I'm sure – uh, Chernanetti is saying no. Yeah, I mean, if it comes down to it, you know, the, the thing about Sean Murphy, who's a, for those who don't know, he's he's a good hitting catcher for the A's. The A's don't need him anymore. He's got three and a half years of team control left, which is a big thing. And as we know here, our organization doesn't like to add rentals; they like to add guys with years of club control. Uh, so that's great. I mean, he's. You know, he's a perfect fit. You know, he's won a gold glove. Um, He can hit. The problem is, and I just don't know, you'd really love to know the insight on the organizational insight and the catching position because, you know, Bo Naylor is having an absolute. Oh, he's lighting it up. And and he's made all these adjustments. It's him. It's funny. Bo and Josh, both this offseason, have made unbelievable strides. And they both really stepped up to the point where these are going to be cornerstone future pieces. So the real question is, though, do you enter next season? Do you you want to trade for Sean Murphy, who's going to have two and a half years of club control, and enter next season with Bo Naylor in AAA and maybe Lavastida as his backup? Or do you... Uh, you know, and and see how Naylor does, or is Naylor ready to come up? But do you really want your high, you know, your your top pros- catching prospect, former first round pick, who should be a k- everyday catcher? You know, all of a sudden being a backup for you, you know what I'm saying? Like like he if he comes up, he should come up to play. I, I don't want Bo Naylor playing twice a week if he's going to be in the majors. I'd rather have him working on things in AAA and playing every day if that makes sense. But they still have this combo of young catchers and Naylor and Lavastida who will probably be the catching duo of the future if they don't trade for Sean Murphy. Uh, but if you are playing for 2022 and even 2020, if you're playing for 2022, then Sean Murphy's the guy you want to add. And we have so many guys available in prospects. I mean, I, I think the glut of outfielders between because of the, you know, the Oscar Gonzalez, um, uh, Nolan Jones, you know, situation. Stephen Kwan all coming up this year and looking great. Uh, at, you know, almost from the jump. You know, Will Benson having a again another guy who just like uh, uh, Bo Naylor, just having an unbelievable year in AAA and showing that he can do it all. And then Will Brennan coming out of nowhere. There, there's a glut of those guys there, and someone is not going to be long for this. Oh yeah, no. I, and I, I'm I, not even talking. And I'm not even talking about our middle infield. Our glut of middle, middle infielders. I'm assuming that either Will Brennan or Benson is what the Guardians are throwing to the A's for Murphy as part of the deal. No question about it. The other, the, the other thing is we talk about this, and it's the Dairy Brothers Guardians cast on a Monday, first day of August. Team will play the uh, Diamondbacks uh, down at the uh, corner tonight at seven ten. 
Um, Fran Mil Reyes is the odd man out. I mean, and look, you don't want to give up on a major league bad and the one power guy we have, but he does not produce. You know, sitting here and going, oh, let's look back at some of great uh, Franimil's, the, the Franimil's great home runs from what a couple of years ago. I mean, he does not hit the ball hard. He doesn't hit the ball over the over the fence anymore. I don't know what's going on. He's struggling. Um, an occasional hit the opposite way, or even he had a single yesterday into left field. But something's up there, and they've got to be. You know, his name is. We've heard his name a little bit out there. But I'm not sure what they could get for him. But right now, if you bring Oscar Gonzalez back, and Naylor's a little bit banged up, but you want him playing and you want him DHing, the odd man out is Reyes. But the question is, who would want him? That's a, it's just it's a, that's that's the big problem. I mean, they have this entire you know you know he was supposed to be the middle of the order right-handed power bat that we've been waiting for, and and he's the last year and a half he's just been majorly disappointing and i mean he's he's to the point where i'm not even kidding if if they keep him around they could they could just non-tender him and not take him you know after the season because i think he's arbitration eligible i think they could just totally non-tender him he's think about it he's not moving he doesn't do anything well like he's not a good outfielder he's too big at this point he looks fat he's fat is slowed down and if he's not producing and he's not hitting for power he's not offering anything and he's clogging up the dh spot which could be a rotation of guys so i'm you know here we you and i've been executive producer talked about this on on our text thread but it's not a coincidence that terry pluto again mentioned getting rid of reyes this is the third time that this has been put out there i mean his his ops is 605 i mean he's hitting fourth and fifth i mean you have to produce (laughs) he's just not producing it it makes you know and and i know there was some was it last year or at the start of this year when he was away from the team for a little while there was some sort of personal thing going he just doesn't i don't you're right You'd figure when they told him, hey, we want you in right field uh, some of the time this season, get in better shape. He didn't. Then he got hurt at the start of the year. Was that because he wasn't in good shape when he had the the, the core stuff? I mean, you got to produce. I mean, we're, we're, this is a winning team right now. They were a game out of first place. And when you put lineups together and go, yeah, well, hopefully he'll run into one today. But you can't keep doing that, especially when Gonzalez has come up and produced, Nolan has come up and produced, Quan is here to stay. Straw's hitting again. You know, there's 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 guys producing, and he's not. This is a results business here. <laughs> Ahmed, even Ahmed Rosario, who I'm always tough on. But Your boy? Guy's always on base. He has to play. He hits. <laughs> I mean, would I rather somebody else at shortstop? Don't get me started. But the guy's on base. Franville Reyes isn't. But some, That's true. He but, is not. You wonder at the you wonder come today and tomorrow what they could get for him. Would someone take him off their hands? I don't know. It's like you said, he's one dimensional. That one dimension is strikeout or home run. And right now, what was the last time he, t- he hit a ball out of the ballpark? Chicago, um, in one of the losses to the White Sox, I think was that his last home run. I think it was. So. I don't know. It's a good problem to have that there's depth there for the first time in a long time. But you're right. If Oscar Gonzalez keeps swinging the bat in the minors on his rehab stint, 
eventually he's going to be ready to come back up, and he brought a lot of energy, a lot of energy. He hit a two-run homer when they were down 6 nothing in Chicago. I do remember that because we, we said he pulled a Brooke Jacoby. Yeah. What, are you in the car now? Yeah, I had to switch. I had, I had to go uh, pick up your nephew. Is that, a, is that a law in Ohio that you can't be on, like, hand, you can't, like, have your phone in your hand while you're driving? Or is that a law everywhere? I don't I don't know, but, like, I just, I'm always, you know, hands-free. I either have my AirPods in or, or uh, you know, Bluetooth in the car. I think it's a law. I think. In some states, I know it is. So so is wearing a seatbelt, but I know someone who never wears it. Okay. So, uh, anyway. Yeah. Uh, hey, but, uh, <laughs> but, yeah, but they were third row at Elton John, so. Um, where Masked we? up. Four people wore masks. <laughs> That's what she said. Are we really going there? Um, no, you brought it up, not me. That's a good point. Uh, well, this is off the rails. Where are we going now? Uh, oh, I want to tell you about breaking tea. Listen, I want to do something real fast. Um, if you're not... Okay, the team is coming back home. It's a big week. Arizona for three games. Houston for four. I want everybody to do me a favor that's listening right now. I want you to go to breakingtea.com slash dairy, D-E-R-Y, and get yourself something. Spoil yourself. It's August. Get yourself an Entito We Trust t-shirt. Get the Andres Jimenez night-night uh, shirt. The Josh Naylor. Any of the, the Jose Ramirez. There's a bunch of them. You love Jose. He's one of the best players in the game. <coughs> I'm losing it here. Oh, so I'm coughing up a lung. COVID cough, come on. <laughs> uh, there's Todd. He's uh, driving along. We can hear the loud noise in the background as he's on that two-lane cr- uh, comfort cruise of Chagrin Boulevard. But, no, in all seriousness, get yourself something. Spoil yourself at breakingtea.com slash dairy. Put that website in. It takes you right to the Cleveland Collection. And get yourself some Guardians gear, all right? All your favorite players are represented. Heck, you could get a Jordan Luplo Loop There It Is t-shirt, because he's back in town this week with the Arizona Diamondbacks. How about that? I love that guy. I love that guy. You know what? I got nothing but love and respect for him. I don't, I, he, he was he was as good as it gets being a right-handed, you know, uh, platoon bat. Lefties only. Yes. I mean, he, was, he, he knew what his job was, and he was good at it. You know, I, I, I like Loop. You know he'll hit a home run this week, just to spite us. Just like we couldn't get Yu Chang out all weekend. That was bizarre. Yeah, what was that? That was bizarre. That was what about uh, the Yandi Yu back to back in the lineup. That was fun. That was the Hiram Boyd revenge weekend with uh, Yu Chang yeah, he doing. Had to watch er- he had to watch Ernie Clement play first base yesterday. That's right. But anyway, breakingtcom slash dairy. Check it out. Uh, go to the Cleveland Collection and get yourself something this week. Please do it. Uh, their gear is fantastic. All right, so uh, here we are, uh, Todd. It is uh, 32 minutes in. We've talked about just about everything here. Big week ahead. Um, tonight, uh, Arizona is in town. The team's only a game out of first place. Are we forgetting anything uh, that we didn't talk about on the list? Uh, you know, the police sack rumors? I don't know. I, I, yeah, I mean, we touched on it briefly. I don't, I don't think that uh, – here, I'll say this about our, our organization – Whenever we 
make a trade. You never know it's going to happen. And then all of a sudden you hear something that you, nothing was, it had, you know, it's, it's never reported. And then all of a sudden it's some massive deal that you didn't even know existed. Like when they made the three team deal to get, uh, Frondio Reyes and traded Trevor Bauer. We, we didn't know that that was coming. We didn't know Frondio Reyes was coming. When they traded Clevenger, I mean, I think we all knew he was being traded, but San Diego was never a team that was floated out there at the time, and, it's, and the names were never floated. But uh, you, know, you never know. I, I think there's going to be some sort of move made, and I think it's probably they're, – they're, they're going to do something because of that 40-man uh, clog. They're going to. I, I really believe that. I think they're gonna. I think, but they got to do something. Yeah, and I think they got to get a, a bullpen arm. Um, there's a ton of them out there. I don't know. You know, sometimes it's a guessing game with what guys you get from the from other teams from the uh, from their bullpens and will they work or not. You know, you look at a guy that maybe has team control for more than just this year, like an Anthony Bass from uh, the Marlins, who has a team option next year, and he's been pretty good. The pride of Wayne State. Um, any of these guys from Pittsburgh, I'd love to get Bednar, but they're they're saying they're not going to trade him. The Giants all of a sudden look to be in sell mode. Uh, what about Mantiply uh, from the Diamondbacks, who was an All Star, and now he's in town for three days. He could just you know walk across the to the other clubhouse like uh, Ricardo Rincon did in Moneyball. So yeah. guys, so guys like that. I mean, that would be. But again, the Blue Jays want to add a bullpen arm. I mean, would, would would Detroit part with Alex Lang? Would they be trading? Would you be wanting to get wanting to give up one of your prospects within the division? Uh, remember, they made the yeah, trade. You know, they yeah, they don't. You know what? I, Antonetti and Chernoff have not been shy about doing that. They made two trades with the White Sox at the deadline in the last few years. Uh, you know, one got them uh, Battenfield for um, uh, Cesar Hernandez, right, and then. Uh, a few years back, they got Alex Call for Yonder, Alonzo. That's true. Um, but That's yeah, true. And, and then and they they've done multiple trades with the Tigers over the years. I mean, going back to even when they Willie they, Willie John, Castro for Leonis Martin. Right, Johnny Peralta. Yeah, that's true. Right? Yeah, I mean they're so they're not afraid to do it. Um, I'd love I'd love Alex Lang from uh, from Detroit. I'll tell you who's out there who I do not want because every time he faces us. I know he, he, they say he's got an electric arm with good numbers. Is the Royal Scott Barlow? We seem to always have his number. I, I, I'm not. I'm not a fan. I see his name out there a lot. And then you see, you know, Michael Fulmer and uh, um, who's the other guy uh, on the Tiger? Uh, Joe. What's his name? The guy who was an All Star. Joe, Joe Jimenez. Uh, Jimenez. Yes. I want no. I want no there. part of him. I don't want. No, him. he's a jump too. But but you see all these guys. You know these bad teams. Everyone's trying to raid the pen of the bad teams, and yeah. those are, you know, those those are two of them. So exactly. But uh, all right, uh, quick uh, pitching matchups for tonight. Uh, when are you going this week? Uh, Tuesday, Friday, Sunday. Big discussion yesterday with you and the misses, and uh, we. T- I told her that she was a good luck charm the last time she was there. I know she doesn't go to a lot of games with you, but. Uh, there's a chance. One, she's one game, one and zero, oh, and hopefully your nephew will be coming with me Tuesday night. But we'll see how that goes. Uh, tonight, uh, Cal Quantrill against uh, Zach Davies, fresh off the uh, injured list. Apparently, he's only going to go about three or four innings, and he's on a pitch count. So a lot of the uh, Diamondbacks bullpen tonight. So a couple of righties in Quantrill and Davies. Tristan McKenzie on Tuesday against uh, Zach Gallen, and then on Wednesday. Great matchup. Shane Bieber, day game at 110 against Madison Bumgarner. 
And, and look, don't posterize any of your home runs against Madison Bumgarner. He seems to get very ticked off uh, if anybody does anything Hollywood against him. Uh, but that he's, should be. He's, you want to talk about a bad signing when that one went down? Everybody knew that that was too many years and too much money for a guy who had so much, so many miles on that arm, and he's been a disaster. They couldn't give him away if they wanted to. Yeah, no, that's pretty crazy. You're right. Uh, Thursday, then, the Houston Astros coming to town, the leaders in the AL West, and some people feel like the team that's going to come out of the American League because for some odd reason they just own the Yankees. Four games of the Astros, Thursday 7-10, Friday 7-10, Saturday 6-10, and Sunday the Peacock game at 12-05. Um, Thursday, yeah. Zach Plesak against Justin Turdlander. Ooh, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. JV has been unreal. Unreal this year. Coming back from Tommy John surgery, and uh, he's a first ballot Hall of Famer. Just ask him. Um, I, I, can't sta- I can't stand him. I, I mean, there are very few players that uh, that I dislike more than him, but he's unbelievably good. He is I good. Mean, he he is really good. is. You got to tip he your really cap to come back from Tommy John and to be this dominant and to be an all star and not miss a beat is pretty incredible. At what thirty seven, thirty eight years of age, that's pretty that's pretty astounding. Um, but I'm on Team Scherzer. Uh, Friday. Um, Again, nothing been announced. Do they go to the Shaw, McCarty? Do they bring somebody up? So unannounced against Framber Valdez, uh, who's really, really good. We've seen him numerous times with the Astros. Jake Odorizzi against Quantrill on Saturday. And then the Sunday matinee, Tristan McKenzie against Luis Garcia. Um, the Astros are the Astros have a six-man rotation going right now. We miss we miss Christian Javier and he's been great. Yeah, he has but, been good. They're everybody, all their starters are good. I mean, they they're loaded. So it's a really good team, and again, uh, not going to be easy uh, Thursday through Sunday. But Arizona comes in, and obviously they've you know they've been struggling. Cattell uh, Marte, they got some decent pieces, but got to uh, got to win some of these early games this week, um, and then finally a day off next Monday. Um, before they uh, head back to the Motor City. But, uh, all right, Todd, uh, good show, fun show. Appreciate uh, you uh, doing this as always. And we had to push the hour of the time back a little bit. It's been a little bit under the weather, but we battled through. We'll talk some more F1 next week. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> yeah, one last thing. It, would, it, it is the F1 summer break, after all, so you won't be hearing much F1 for the next month. Oh, okay. Uh, uh, but but uh, one quick thing. You know, I know that we didn't touch on that uh, just briefly. We did, but Josh Naylor sat the last two games in Tampa, and you know they were worried about his 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 leg went numb and and, and all that stuff. But uh, I, I did some digging around, and uh, you know from from what I gathered, they just did not want to put him on that field, that awful turf, because it just was going to be bad for his leg. And you know, so they gave him Saturday and Sunday off. They're evaluating him today, but it doesn't seem like. Uh, 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 you know, a long-term uh, potential injury list situation. So, um, you know, hopefully he comes back. The evaluation is good, and, you know, you'll see him in the lineup, uh, you know, today or tomorrow. But uh, I don't think it's going to be a long-term thing from what I've been told. That's huge. Uh, he's just been such a, a force for this team, and that home run on Wednesday night going the other way and rocking the baby around the bases. I mean, that dude so is, good. That dude is something else, man. Something else. So get your Naylor t-shirt at breakingt.com slash dairy. Don't forget the Center for Advanced Dentistry, Dr. Ben Hornstein at CFAD 
evergreenpodcastnetwork.net. Matt and Todd with you on the Evergreen Podcast Network and our friends at waitingfornextyear.com. Another Monday edition of the Dairy Brothers Guardians cast. Book it. Hit Pass Moto, sponsored by Moto America, is the show that keeps you up to speed on the latest in motorcycling and brings the biggest names in motorcycle racing right to you. From candid interviews with the top names in racing to providing insights into the trends and trendsetters driving the motorcycle industry, we have you covered. New episodes are available every Thursday at pitpassmoto.com and on your favorite podcast app. Ride on.